Are you looking for the next best soul food spot to please your palate? What if I told you there's one right under your nose? Welcome to Taste of the Triad, located in the old Bell Brothers Cafeteria, location at 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Authentic Southern comfort food in a family atmosphere. At Taste of the Triad, you can have Sunday dinner anytime. Mmm, baked chicken, fried chicken to order, the best meatloaf in the Triad, ribs, baked mac and cheese, and more. Check out Sunday Smackdown with beef and pork ribs, smoked turkey legs, collard greens, yams, and much more. Are y'all hungry yet? Did I even mention the live music on Sundays? Comfort soul food in the heart of the Triad. Taste of the Triad, 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Check out the menu at tasteofthetriad.com. with Brandon Blakeney Podcast. Here is your host, Brandon Blakeney. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another segment of Live with Brandon Blakeney. We're going to keep bringing the bangers. First off, before we even get started, I appreciate everybody tuning in, shopping with us. We got the merch now, buying the gear, and just showing love, man. We're going to keep bringing local talent on as far as players, coaches, and evaluators, man. So shout out to you guys in the trade and the whole triad just showing us love, man. It's back of road sports. Speaking of the trade, we got a trade fold legend, UNC legend in the building, professional basketball player Rayshon Terry. Ray, I appreciate you joining me tonight, my guy. Yeah, man. No problem. No problem. Anytime. Anytime. No doubt, man. So I just first off, just to get you. First off, just to get your thoughts, man. I know a lot has been going on in the nba world um you know just getting your your not prediction but just your your thoughts on what's going on right now we see i got chris paul somebody you're very familiar with as well doing his thing in the league as far as the finals getting buckets and people really seeing him getting his bag right now what what, what are your thoughts well i mean first of all you know it's gratifying to see him finally getting his just due you know and i think you know, with him making it to the finals, is really solidifying his his place in the NBA and you know his his legacy. You know, because um, mm-hmm. you know, like like you said, you know, as a as a former teammate of his, like you know, I've that's pretty much all I've known him for is to be just a tough uh, floor general that was to me was like. I've always given credit for being the smartest player on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's carried that and transitioned that over, you know, from high school to college and, and to the NBA. And, uh, you know, like I said, just to see him, you know, over the years he's fell short. You know, he's come close, but he's he's always just been a game short or a series short, you know, and to see him mm-hmm. here today is, you know, it's gratifying, you know, because – you know, uh, like I say, it's 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 more personal because I know him on a mm-hmm. personal level, and uh, to see you know a person that I want to court with, uh, that's that's uh, that's a true essence and and story in itself. Most definitely, man. They talk about the leadership and characteristics he's always had. I love something that you touched on when we was talking about all this off camera. Where people don't understand, you know, everybody in the league can get a bucket, but people don't right. understand, like, you got to fit in a certain role 
and and you know benefit the team right yeah that's true that's true like um and i was i was speaking on um speaking on that topic earlier this morning with mm-hmm. guys that i uh you know i was playing you know we we, we be hooping with and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i was telling them how like chris paul is so what makes him so great is that he knows how to be he knows how to defer like as a star right. like uh, most stars they don't believe in deferring you know they don't like they, they they're not comfortable with it they don't know how to adjust to deferring when they're used to being you know especially in a position that chris is in where he's basically the more the, the more prominent uh, ball handler and uh he's the guy that is basically is looked upon to be the leader so uh i i just commend him on being able to just be uh, be able to adjust his game accordingly, you know, according to his personnel. So, and, you know, that's why I feel like, you know, at some point in his career, he was going to get, like, like I said earlier, his just due and, you know, it's showing today. No, absolutely, man. And I feel like he takes a lot of flack. So I'm glad that he's able to get his flowers now with this young group um, coming in. I know yourself being a professional athlete too, everybody's the man somewhere before they get there. When you're getting paid to play a game, you yeah. know, that, that's, that's really a blessing. What goes into that mindset of putting the team first and knowing, like, hey, they might not need me to get 20. I might need to get 10 rebounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the mindset is, like you said, you know, it's the team. It's about team and not me, you know. Uh, and yeah, I've been very fortunate, you know, even from AAU all the way up until, you know, where I am today to be have. Uh, to be to to have been taught the game, you know, fundamentally, from the from the basics, mm-hmm. you know, first, and then, you know, with all the extra glamour, you know, second. So, um, and but at the same time, you know, playing in such a structured uh, style of play for majority of your career from high school all the way up until the pros is like it can kind of it can kind of hurt you in a way because like you said you're so used to being team oriented mm-hmm. and and you know like with you having the talent that you have to be an, a, a franchise player or somebody uh, or, or a player that a team can build around it can kind of you know you can kind of get stuck in that mindset if you're not careful if you don't have the courage to you know step out and be like you know what had my fair share of being a role player. Now I want to, I want to step into it or embrace a bigger role with like, you know, with being a star and stuff like that. So, uh, but at the same time, it's extremely, it's extremely beneficial because it, it, uh, you know, it, it, it gets you, it keeps you playing. It keeps your career going. I'm telling you. Now, most definitely. Was that a tough adjustment for you? I know that you kind of had to wait your turn when mm-hmm. you was at UNC and then, yeah. you know, by your senior year, you was that guy. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, when I went to Carolina, you know, I kind of I was getting myself into, but at the same time, I wasn't expecting to be uh, having to pay my dues as long as I did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I felt like, you know, I wasn't going to, I knew I wasn't going to start, but I felt like, you know, I should have been in a rotation um, a lot earlier. And um, it didn't happen that way, but at the same time, I stayed with it because I knew. You know, I knew what I brought to that to that team. You know, I knew what I brought, and I knew like I could have went to 
any other D1 school in the country and started. So for me knowing that and knowing my talent, I, and I've always just been, I've been, a, a, I've been my own fan, you know, mm -hmm. I've been big on myself um, from, from the very, the very beginning. So it's always been like, you know, kind of underdog mentality for me, mm -hmm. having that, that chip on my shoulder, you know, approach. So the, you know, that too has helped me along the way, you know, um, where I am today also. Oh, absolutely. And I know, man, like the transfer portal this year is crazy, which I, I'm seeing sure guys are not waiting to play anymore at this point. It seems like the younger generation has kind of got this um, mindset of, hey, I need to play now. Like, I'm not going to sit around and wait. What advice or what benefits that you experience would you share or, you know, prolong to those guys that might not want to wait their turn or might be thinking about waiting their turn at a program that's really prestigious with guys that are, Stacking up five stars, four stars every year. I mean, the the best thing you can do is just, you know, kind of give your input the best way you know how and just kind of let the experience. I, I always say experience is the biggest teacher. So you can say, you know, say your, your piece and, and try to explain to them as best as you can to try to relate or get them to relate. But... You know, when you're young and you 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 feel like you you got something to prove, like you're really not trying to hear that. Like, you know, so I can't really, I don't blame the young fellas. You know that that like, yo, I, I want to play. You know what I'm saying? And they, you know, they do whatever they have to do to get on the floor. Like, I don't blame them for that. Because, you know, in, in basketball today, it's sad to say, like basketball is about how, what what your numbers are. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's about what you, how many points you score, how many threes you hit, and how many you know dunks or you know step backs and all of that stuff. So you know you try to you know as older players that are you know that knows how to play basketball the right way, like you try to give them as much advice as you can, but at the same time, like you have to relate to the to the youth. Thanks. If you want to if you want to get their attention, you know, but like. And I think that's where a lot of older guys go wrong is that, mm. um, you know, they're they're so caught up into in, in in posing on how they think the game of basketball should play should be played, um, that they lose they lose the they lose the youth sometimes when they when they do that because they don't they don't relate to them, and they they feel like the youth has to elevate to their way of thinking, you know, so. Um, like, like the best that I can, you know, do is just, you know, kind of give them my, my, my little input and, you know, at the same time, relate to them in the same message. And I wanted to ask you, man, cause I know you were big into the AAU circuit, me covering a lot of stuff now, like the mixtape culture, like you said, social media is all about numbers and highlights. You see dudes getting blown out by 30, but getting, you know mixtapes and stuff like that how right. do you think the culture has changed i know um that that was like right before your time or right after your time i should say right the mixtapes and the social media like how do you think that the, the culture has changed as far as amateur basketball well like you said guys are able to just put a mixtape out there on just seeing nothing but them making good you know making great plays you know and it changes the whole perception of of their of uh, of 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 the you know the players market you right. know like they can throw a mixtape out there and 
send it off to some teams or or whoever and it's like wow this player is great but it's like you don't really get to see the total breakdown of that player and all the good stuff so you know in your mind how we're trained to think is like we seeing all this good stuff it's like oh he's a go like it's it's a this is a no-brainer but you know um like you said like during my time it was like yo you had to you had to show it like you had to really you know be there to to see it for yourself as opposed to just seeing it from a camera land and basing your opinion off of what you see like like i said on nothing but just positive you know everybody making every shot you know all the good you know the the, the best moves and the dunks and all of that so you know I've struggled with that too because, like you said, it was before my time, but it's after my time also. Because you know, well, it's actually during my time too because I'm still active. You know, I'm still right. so, and you know, it's weird that you know you have your agents like, "Hey, man, you got a mixtape." I'm like, "Man, listen, <laughs> like, <laughs> like at this point in my career, like, I don't need no mixtape, bro." Like. That's for you know. That's for the, the the new and improved guys. I'm a, like like you said. I'm an OG in the game at this point, so mm-hmm. I just let my resume speak for itself. I love what you said too, man. About just the longevity of a career. Like, how, how do you think that you've managed that just to continue to evolve as a player? Because you know you lose certain aspects as you get older in the oh, game. Yeah. Body changes. Oh yeah, like like Mike always say, like you know that. That that hill gets you know steeper, but at the same time, you just find ways to 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 approach that hill. You know, like you're gonna lose athletic ability, you know, but your mind it becomes more mental when you're older, and it's about it's about strategizing and just knowing your spots and uh, you know reserving yourself and 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 preserving yourself. So that's uh, that's the biggest thing about just like you said the game or the longevity of you know playing basketball like it's just become more mental and uh not physical and it feels like man like you can access any game tape any film there's so many media companies out now um Mm -hmm. like looking at back when you were at school um how how do you think it's changed as far as the media perception as well as like the transfer portal like i feel like guys were transferring but it wasn't as crazy back when you guys were at carolina yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, everything has changed, you know, which is to be understood. You know, this is a evolving world, man. Like, so you know, it's like if you don't, if you don't get keep up with the, you know, with the trend, you're gonna get lost in the shuffle. So, uh, I just feel like, um, I, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain. Like, uh, like you said, like you can just pull up from anywhere like the transferring back in the day i think it was more like it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't a thing back then it was like yo i'm gonna gonna just you know get with the program i'm gonna just you know i'm I'm gonna fight it through because it it was consequences i think that's what stopped a lot of transferring too it's like for transferring you had to sit out a season and you know depending on what conference you you know went to or came from you know, if you would sit out and play early, play sooner. So, like you said, everybody can just transfer and be, you know, be playing within the, the, the next up, upcoming season. So, uh, you know, like I say, it's just these kids are lucky. That's all I can say. Hey, absolutely. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. 
Um, after the break, we got Robert Colon with some state legend joining us as well with Rayshon Terry. Um, okay. Y'all stay tuned, man. I hope y'all enjoyed the first segment. Looking to tailgate this summer? Stop by One Stop on the way. One Stop number 6, located just one mile west of East Forsyth at 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. One Stop serves fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Feeding a crowd? Get 16 pieces of chicken and sides for just $27.99. Craving wings? Come try our new spicy breaded wings. Get a five-wing meal with six taters and a roll for just $7.39. Now in regular hot ranch or spicy. One stop number 6, 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. To the Live with Brandon Blakeney podcast. Here is your host, Brandon Blakeney. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to segment two of Live with Brandon Blakeney. We got Rayshon Terry, Rob Cologne joining the show. Appreciate it, man. How, how y'all fellas doing this evening, man? Doing yeah, good, man. Everything good over here. Everything good, man. Hey, young black in America, it's, 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 it's a good time to be alive. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, Rob, I know you just joined the show, bro. I just wanted to get your thoughts. We was talking about just the transfer portal and how everything is, man. It seemed like um, it's just been getting crazy and crazy. I know back when Rayshon was at, um, when he was at Carolina, like the transfers wasn't as prominent. What was your experience like going through that process? And, you know, what are your thoughts on a lot of these guys jumping ship? Well, I mean, I ain't never went through you know, the process of going to another school. I mean, my sophomore year, I had got my release statement from my mm-hmm. school, but I ended up staying at Winston. Yeah. So I really, I really ain't went through the process other guys went through. But I feel like it's uh, the transfer portal is real big now. I feel like for uh, players and stuff, man. Not a lot of kids really staying at the school they started with. And, I mean, I feel like they want better opportunities at uh, better schools and whatnot. So I feel like that plays a big part in. It. What you think about, like, how was how it your benefit staying with some state? I know a lot of guys are transferring up, and, you know, you was putting up big numbers at state. People, was, it was a lot of speculation around you. What, what was your thoughts on sticking it out in a school that believed in you, you know, you, your comfort level? Um, I mean, it worked out for the better, you know. We ended up winning the championship my senior year. Got a ring. Um, that's a great feeling to have, you know. Win a ring with your brothers and whatnot, man. So I feel like I, I made the right decision, you know. Sometimes I do think about it, like, well, if I did transfer, would, be my, would my process be easier to go overseas and whatnot, you know, a professional-type career. But I feel like it's all going to work out at the end. So. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely I, – that's a great transition because I wanted to touch on that with y'all too, man, just the the overseas route, both you guys going through that. You know, what, what's the biggest adjustment, man? You know, I know you, you guys got to leave home, you're traveling a lot, you're in a foreign country, and them dudes, people don't understand the talent level over there. Like, they trying to feed their family too. Yeah, well, I'll speak on that, on that regard. I'll just touch on it a little bit on it, like – um, piggyback on what you said, like, yeah, like you have to leave your families and, you know, you leaving, you leaving the American soil for the first time in your life, you know, for the most part, you know, I would say 80% of the, the, the basketball guys are leaving the States for the first time of their career to go play overseas basketball. 
And that's a culture shock, man, because you're going alone, first and foremost, to a whole other country and a culture that you have no clue about. You don't, you don't know about the language. You don't have anybody there to, you know, that, 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 that can support you or anything if anything was to go wrong or whatever. Like, and I think, you know, just to go even, even more in depth to things behind the scene that people don't know about is like the communicating part. Like, you know, we don't have like our phone services don't work once you get out of the country. So it's like, you better have, you know, some kind of social media platform or some kind of lines of communication to, to get in touch, to, to get in contact with like your agent or the team or, uh, whoever, um, once you get across that, you know, once you leave out of the country, you'll get stuck over there, man. And nobody will know anything about what's going on with you, you know? And so, you know, I think just once you get overseas and get adjusted, you know, you get the, all the little homesick thing, you know, homesick feeling out of the way. Uh, for me, after that, once I got over that, it was, it was, it was a breeze. Like, you know, because, you know, you've been, once, of course, once you've been playing so long, like, you get used to it, you get numb to the whole home thing. but, you know, you hate to leave, you know, especially you got family and everything like that, like, you hate to leave, like, on, especially on such a short notice, because you're not home half of the time for more than two or three months at a time, so that's pretty much the biggest adjustment for me. Rob, you want to add anything? I know this is a new process for you as well. Yeah, I mean, I really can't speak on much, and I haven't been overseas yet, you know. So I mean, I read on. I I heard a few things, you know, from guys that played overseas and whatnot, but they experienced some of this stuff. I really ain't experienced nothing yet, so. I know. I is there? Is, is there like an anxiety level? I know too. Um, when me and Ray was talking earlier about the mixtape culture, like. Your game can be seen anywhere now with the media and the in the YouTube and like you coming into a prime uh mixtape culture, man, coming through AAU high school and college when you did. Uh, I mean, yeah. I feel like, you know, the culture of the mixtapes and stuff, um, it definitely benefits, you know, a lot of kids nowadays. But I feel like more coaches, you know, as far as special coaches overseas, they don't really look into that stuff. They're looking at, like, football games and stuff, honestly. I know that for me personally, when I sit my film out, they want a full game rather than, like, a mixtape or something. Most definitely, yeah, that game film is serious, man. I know, y'all, we've been talking about it. I wanted to rap with you guys this new NIL um, guys being able to profit off their image now. What was the initial thoughts, man? I know, Rob, you just missed the cut, bro. And, yeah, and man. I know it could have been a thing with you guys too back then. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, I could have profited off my, off my name a lot, honestly. But the way Winston was going, the direction it was going in, uh, the way the fans, the fans were, you know, I think I could have profited a lot. I Y'all boys was rocking like a concert every state game I've been to, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You was lit up in there, man. So, I think we could, yeah, I think I could have made some money off, off my name. But, I mean, the good thing is they, they let the ball pass now, or the rule pass now, you know what I'm saying, for athletes to do it now. So. I think, too, man, we seeing athletes at all levels, all divisions, profiting. 
you got enough followers or a brand, you know, how, how would you guys brand yourself in that position? How you think it's going to help these kids for people that don't know that, you know, athletes is on limited budget. Y'all boys can't work a job or nothing like that. Um, yeah, I mean, um, well, go ahead, go ahead, Rob. Nah, go ahead, right? I got it. Um, well, I, I'm just happy that, you know, it's finally out, you know, it's finally, like, over as far as players having to figure out how they're going to make money, you know what I'm saying, like, while they're in college, you know, and like you said, I think it's, I think it's, uh, something that should have been in place, but it's, it's, it's better, it's better now than never, you know, um, Man, like I can't even. I don't even know what it was, how crazy it would have been had I been able to pop it off. Like you said, my my name back then, and just being able to brand my name like back then, it it, it, it be legal. Man, that's crazy. Like just the thought of that and knowing like going forward, like even for like if, if my son comes up, he's. He used to play basketball, like how you know we go by banning him and everything like that. Like that, that'll be one first, first and foremost. Like it'll be profitable, and you know it, it's it's just like it creates another platform for him to for everyone else to see him. You know. Like Rob, you want to add anything, man? As far as what to what? To the, to the NIL ruling, just, you know, I think a lot of athletes will benefit locally, too, man. A lot of people, I've been like, i just been seeing a lot of deals being signed. But I think... Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like, I feel like they, I think they will benefit locally. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you're a kid like me, you know what I'm saying? I'm from a small town. I'm pretty sure a lot of people in my city will want to get, you know, jerseys, t-shirts, you know, stuff that's, you know, part of my name. Just support me and stuff. So I mean, most definitely, most definitely, I feel like kids would you know benefit off that. No doubt. And I know um before before we took the break, man, we was just talking about um the Suns and the Bucks finals. What do y'all think, man? Chris Paul winning the ring would do for the city. I know um he's a student at your alma mater, Rob, at some State, man. What kind of exposure is that giving those guys you think with him wearing the brand on national TV and Ray, you being from Winston Salem, like we, we got hoopers for days. Like, you know, what what is this gonna do if he gets a ring to shine light on that as well? Um, I know as far as him wearing the brand and whatnot, I feel like it's, it's, it's bringing more exposure to Winston. But I think it, it's not really uh, bringing exposure to, like, the sports. It's just bringing exposure to Winston as the university as a whole. As far as basketball and, you know, some of the athletics go, I don't know. It depends on how Chris Paul goes about that, you know, depending on what he what he says about that. So, but I know as, as far as the school, He's making the school look better and better, you know, with him being enrolled and stuff. Thanks, that's what's up. Ray, you want to add anything? Yeah, I mean, just to bring it back off of that, you know, I think, it, you know, of course, it gives us, a, you know, it gives the city a bragging right, you know, to say that we got an NBA champion, you know, from, from Winston. And, uh, like, as, as Rob said, like, it just gives, it shines a light 
even brighter on Winston Salem State University. But like, I didn't go to an HBCU, but I read Winston Salem State like I went there simply because it's 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 in my city. It's it's the it's Winston Salem State University. So like I rep it, like I really rep it, and I wear that. I wear Winston Salem State on my sleeve. Big facts, man. Myself, man, I was raised around the Rams, too, going to games and stuff like that. Rob, for you guys, man, like, just seeing that and looking at, I, I don't know, man, like, I see people when they post an offer, like, a lot of kids that I follow or they follow me, it's like, oh, I got an HBCU offer. Like, what was the benefits to you? Like, what you tell people that were considering going to HBCU? I know Mikey Williams is a big star in the game right now. And it's a lot of speculation that he's going to end up in HBCU. And it seems like now being going to HBCU is like a cool thing, coach. Yeah, I feel like, you know, with the way uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff going on, I feel like, you know, that plays a big part to these kids. And I'm looking forward to going to HBCU. Because before it all that happened and whatnot, they weren't really talking about HBCU. Even if I won a championship, HBCUs weren't being talked about. But then, you know, things started happening and bad things, you know, negative. And then kids started thinking, like, what if I went to HBCU instead of playing for these people school? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that has a big part with it. Um, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I can't believe if they're going to go to HBCU to one commits to one, you know? Because he tried it at Howard, I believe, and he had yeah. got hurt. And then things really – he's trying to go to the NBA now off of one season. So, I mean, you really see how it goes for him. And then, you know, it can fit, really, you know. If a kid really wants to fit that culture, he's disciplined. Oh, no, no, no. You can get distracted out there real easy. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt, man. Yeah, I uh, the kid maker, um, definitely McCourt maker, definitely – you gotta have somebody to break the gates open. Was it was it an easy transition for you as far as being on campus, having people that really cared about you, that looked like you, that could relate to your problems socially? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was pretty easy for me, you know. The high school I went to, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, all, it was all cool out there and whatnot, you know. It wasn't like no different type of culture from my high school to HBCU, really, you know. For me to go to HBCU. Most definitely. Well, fellas, that's going to be a wrap for us. Let them know where to find you at on social media so they can follow you guys and keep up with you guys' journey, man. All right. Y'all follow me on the gram at Robert Come On One and on Twitter at Come On Robert Three. Uh, I don't really have social media like that other than Facebook, so uh, that's, that's pretty much the only place you can find me. Hey, spoken like a true OG, though, <laughs> on the book. Respect, man. Well, I appreciate y'all joining me tonight. And uh, shout out to everybody that's been supporting the show. Shout out to y'all for chopping it up with me tonight, man. Uh, that's a wrap for the latest and the greatest, man. Y'all make sure you hit that subscribe button. This has been live with Brandon Blake. You did.